What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the R&R Pot of Film. I am your host, Glenn Rodriguez, and with me is Cody Repass. How you doing, man? I am good, and it's been too long. I'm excited to talk about a new release. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just got back from my uh, 4th of July weekend trip, and uh, I wrote the movie we're talking about today, a new release. I got to see it at Drive-In, and it was really fun. Um, and I'm talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, which was directed by John Watts, was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Sommers, and of course it was starring Tom Holland, Samuel Jackson, Zidania, Kobe Smothers, John Favreau, uh, J.B. Smooth, I can keep going and going, Marissa Tomei, who never who never ages and looks beautiful, and Jake Gyllenhaal, of, obviously, of the Mysterio fame. Uh, let's... Let's get into this. Right before we talk about this movie, I do want to ask you, you went and saw the re-release of Endgame. Um, for the people at home who hadn't didn't get to do that, was it worth going back to the theater for it? It was not. For okay. me, personally, I I went just for the poster. And if, if I would have known that that little bit is what all we were getting, I would have left and... I, I love the movie. Like I, it's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I, we'll talk about it eventually, and I'll tell you what grade I gave it. But obviously, if if it's my favorite movie of the year, you know it's at yeah. least a four point five. But for me, you have to sit three hours just to see a couple minutes of extras. It's not worth it, and especially since the home release is coming in a couple weeks, and you'll get those extras plus a ton more. There you go. I'm I'm actually really surprised that it's coming out this soon. I thought they would wait a little longer um, and drop it when the the Disney streaming service comes out. That's yeah, when they drop yeah, the yep, streaming yeah. and just have it on there. But hey, sooner and later is better. Um, I'll get to rewatch it again and and see if it changes my mind on what I thought about it when I first saw it. So, um, but let's get into some Spider-Man talk. Uh, this is going to be a spoiler review, so um, if you haven't seen it, um, don't listen until you do. Um, <laughs> yes, that's that but simple. We're, we're going to talk about spoilers because it's a big one, and it's been a week since it's been out. Um, a week to actually today as we record this, so that's perfect. Um, let's talk about some of the good. Uh, let's start with you, Cody. Jake Gyllenhaal for me. Tom Holland is he's proven that he's good as Spider-Man. I give him whatever role, whether it's with all the Avengers in his own movie. Uh, I was most excited for Jake Gyllenhaal uh, just because most people don't know the original trilogy, when Tobey Maguire got hurt, Jake Gyllenhaal was the step-in Spider-Man. He, nice. he was going to be Spider-Man, but Tobey Maguire healed up. He was able to reprise his role uh, and come back, so... It was cool that Jake Gyllenhaal got to come into the Spider-Man universe no matter what. And for me, Quentin Beck, Mysterio, whatever you want to call him, he was the shining star of the movie for me. And of course, being a comic book fan, you knew he was going to be the villain if they stuck that way. And with the trailers, they did a really good job for people that maybe haven't read the comics you you would think that the I guess they're called the elementals would would be the uh, villain, but they kind of 
threw it under the rug and kind of gave one to the comic book nerds and said, yep, we're going this route. And Jake Gyllenhaal, he killed it. Um, Performance-wise, hell yeah. He, he, I've, I've never been a real big fan of, of him until I saw Nightcrawler. Yep. I always thought he was cool, but because like, I loved October Sky and and Bubble Boy and those kinds of movies, but like when I and Donnie Darko obviously, but um, Nightcrawler really sold me on him as a really like a top tier actor. Performance wise, I liked him and I thought the the character was cool. Um, for me, um, I'll save this for the bad, but there's something about the character. There's something in in the movie. Um, I guess since it is spoiler, I'll just talk about it now, just to kind of like give a, a, another side to what you like and what I kind of didn't like about it is that whole scene of exposition where he's just laying out the whole plan. I thought they could have cut that down a little bit, maybe spread it out through the movie a little bit, and I think I would have enjoyed it more. But the way the character looked was amazing. I remember reading him when I was young in the comic book, so to kind of see that character come to life was cool. Um, and I, I do like the backstory that they gave him, and I thought it was very unique, and very, and it was really cool to have another Iron Man throw. There's so many Iron Man throwbacks and tributes into this, which broke my heart because that's still. Uh, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that's he's my besides <laughs> Thor. Like Thor in the comics was my favorite, but in the movie universe, it's Iron Man. Um, yep. And Robert Wolf, Downey Jr. Forever. Exactly. So. Uh, uh, so yeah, like I I I agree. His performance wise was great. There was just a little few little things in there that I didn't like about like the backstory. Like it was cool, but like just the way they just kind of shoved it all in that one scene, it just felt long to me and just could have they cut cut down on it. But it is what it is. Um, I'll give you one of my favorite things of it was all the tributes to Iron Man. Um, I thought it was a great way to show how much that character meant to not only the world but also to Peter. It kind of just deeper meaning to it and just to see him struggle with with his loss still it was heartbreaking because i know how close they were you know and um you know it started off as kind of an annoying uh, acquaintance but they became cool and um i like uh the little scene where um peter is inside the the the, the plane with happy and he's you know, building his suit and Happy puts on <laughs> ACDC's back in black and he goes, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. I just thought yeah. that was so cool. Yeah. Uh, that was a really funny joke. And uh, uh, he knows his movie, so he does not know his music. And that, that's really funny to me. And I like that. Yeah, it, it was it was great. Just another thing Marvel does is they throw callbacks to all their older movies during their newer ones. And... It, I'm just happy that they're going to keep Iron Man alive while he's technically not alive, of course. But through, like, the Spider-Man universe, he's always going to have that Iron Man vibe-ish to him because now he has all the Iron Man tech. Like, he has all the power. He can put sunglasses on, and he's Iron Man. So, yep. uh, another good for me was the high schoolers. The comedic relief in this movie is so much better and so much more, much better well done than Homecoming for me. Yep. Homecoming for me, the high school kids were unbearable. I, I hated Ned. I couldn't stand him. For me, like, personally, I really enjoyed Homecoming, and it was solely because of Vulture. Like, 
that that was basically it. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of Peter Parker in Homecoming, uh, but the comedic relief in this movie is really, really, really good. Like I, I enjoyed all of it. You know, it's funny that you say that because I, I liked Homecoming too, but I mean, I'm a huge Michael Keaton fan, and to me, I was still disappointed that Andrew Garfield didn't come back. That the Amazing Spider-Man movies are my favorite Spider-Man movies out of the. Thing. I know that's controversial to a lot of people. <laughs> that is very controversial. But I really enjoyed him. Out of, out of the three, I really enjoyed him as Peter Parker. But Tom Holland definitely solidified his spot as the character. But the movies overall, I liked better. Um, sorry, but not, not sorry. But uh, <laughs> um, no, but I agree with you with the, the high school kids and, and also the teachers. I love Martin Starr. I love J.B. Smooth. They're, they're two, you know, comedy, you know, um, uh, le- uh, not, I wouldn't say legends, but like uh, um, staples. They're comedy driven guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah staples. staples definitely staples of the genre. And like, you know, Martin Starr is always great. And I still love that he's the same character from the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton. Like, what yeah. the, forgotten, yeah, great. the forgotten Marvel Universe, Cinematic Universe movie, which I liked. So it's very good. It's uh, very, very underrated. Yeah, I, I, and I hate that they haven't made a standalone Hulk movie yet, but I hope they hope that's something they reveal at uh, San Diego Comic Con next week. So, um, but yeah, I, I the the comic relief uh, was great. One of my uh, other goods in this um, is Happy Hogan, just in general. Like, I'm just glad he got more screen time. I like the way he's still part of the the universe in some way. And um, like you said, it connects. It still connects the Iron Man uh, lore to Spider-Man, which is great. Um, and his interaction with uh, Aunt May. And I, I'm a big Marvel oh, May fan. Oh, I, just, I love it. I love it. She is it. a celebrity crush. She has been a celebrity crush for a long time. And um, I just think it's it's great that they interacted because John Favreau is funny and awesome too. So um, I really enjoyed uh, his character work in this too. And just the way he was looking at Peter when he was building the the suits, just like you know, it reminded him. Oh, yeah, it broke my heart. It was yes, breaking sir. my heart. But another another good for me. I I, I really enjoyed this movie. I I loved it. Uh, the chemistry. This movie uh, with uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya, or however you say her name, is really ramped up. And it's really done well. Like, they really shot it well. And you can tell these two have natural chemistry together. And it really works. Like, I'm I'm really excited to see where the next movie takes us. And what exactly, like, where MJ goes from here. Because now she knows. But another good is those post-credit scenes. And, I mean, I guess the whole world knows. Yeah, now. yeah. And let's get into the, that's another good for me, too, is... The return of Jonah Jameson and I. So, <laughs> I, I popped so hard. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of his character in the original Spider-Man movies. It was like the only thing that really like saved me from <laughs> like barfing through all those movies. But um, I just I love J.K. Simmons in general, but that character so iconic the way he portrayed him. It just it's. That's who I saw in the cartoons and in the comic books. That's exactly the the personification. To see him in this kind of um, like an upgraded version of himself, um, where it's more of like a, a like a one man show type, like a tablet show, kind of reminded me of like 
uh, I forgive me for uh, bringing this name, invoking this person's name, but kind of like an Alex Jones type character, just kind of like a paranoid, um, uh, what's the word, paranoid news broadcaster or something, someone who's just loud and obnoxious. And I think that's great. But like to bring him, like to kind of like bridge bridge together those two different like you know universes is really sweet. And um, that's such a good way to. I hope he comes back. I hope they're gonna do another daily bugle thing i hope it's him again i hope they like record or film so many like he could just keep doing it you know it's great and i like the way they uh the ending the, the that that post credit scene too is really awesome too the day how they outed spider-man i thought that was a really unique way to do it yeah yeah i mean now the next movie it could be tons and tons of different things like it's limitless where they could go in the next movie but for me, I I know we've seen Green Goblin, and everyone's sick of Green Goblin. But this is what I was going to tell you before we started recording, and I stopped myself. But what if Brad, dickhead Brad, who almost got a hit on him, they, Peter tried to kill him, but what if dickhead Brad is the Green Goblin? You know what I was going to go with? Um, the... Uh, the other dickhead, the other, the other asshole. That... Well, the other kid is like a super big Spider-Man fan. So now when he finds out, like when, of course, he watches, he watches the broadcast of the post-credit scene. So maybe he'll like, you know, he hates on Peter, but he loves Spider-Man. But maybe, may, and maybe, maybe he will. But for me, I am a, I am a die-hard Green me Goblin too. villain fan. So. The more, the more they can put Green Goblin in movies, like please. And it makes sense do. for the for the big Spider-Man fan. What, what's the kid's name? I forget is the kid who's the what big kid? Spider-Man fan. The the yeah, I forget oh, his name, shit. but anyway, he's rich too. Like he comes from a rich family, so it all obviously makes sense. Yeah, because we don't know his last yeah. name or anything. And, we and, don't know um, if they're gonna keep that, you know, you know, the same character name or not, but. Um, I know the rich kid is Flash. Flash okay. His name's Flash. But Flash could be a nickname for his actual real name. You know? Yeah. He could be an Osborne. But uh, uh, you know what's really cool, though, is that the Avengers Tower was rebuilt and is owned by someone else. And um, there was also a little cool Easter egg in there, too, there in that uh, first after credit scene. Um, it's like a, like a, like a building, like... You know how when a, uh, a building is being built and there's like coming soon, so there was three stages filled in, and the fourth one said coming soon. I think there was like a uh, a question mark to kind of hint that the fourth phase is coming, and the third one yeah. ended, especially with yeah. Far From Home. So I caught that, and I thought that was pretty cool. And I caught the deal with I uh, when they were on the bus. I can't remember where they were going when I. Uh, Peter gets the glasses and starts really messing with them. Uh, Brad is sending a text to his mom yep. asking for money. So I I just think he's going to turn into the next villain. I, I just – I have a feeling, and mm, I'm crossing my fingers. I want Green Goblin. Yeah, man. yeah, and I, I want either Green Goblin or, like, I would love – I'm still waiting for a Silver Surfer movie. Like, that's done really good and done right. And, like, um, and a Fantastic Four movie that's done right. Um, it would just be great. I, I need it because the last one with Miles Teller, sad, sadly, it, it, I I hated it. It was just not good. 
I did too, and he's yeah. such a good actor. It, that script was so bad. Yeah, and like, so funny, funny. So I know we're sidetracking, but still Marvel. Um, I have to drop this <laughs> because I think it'd be funny that people that know this. I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, I went to school with Miles Teller back in grade school for a couple years. He came to my birth. He came to my birthday That's and amazing. everything. So when I found out, like I lost touch with him a long time ago. He like moved, and I lost touch with him. And when I saw that he was in, um, what was that movie called? Uh, uh, Project X. Um, he was in that, and then he was also in that. Uh, what was it? The, the not Flashdance, but um, whoa, Footloose remake. I was like, oh, I know him. <laughs> like, I instantly recognized him, and like, it was really funny. So I was so disappointed because I was so pumped to see him in Fantastic Four. He wore me. Yeah. I've so we need a better one. We need a better one, and, and uh, uh, for sure. But um, any other goods? I, that that pretty okay. much covers it, and I only have one bad. I have, I have no uglies, just because I, I really enjoyed the movie. But my one bad is, man, yeah. the superhero fatigue is really, really hitting me. And and I'm, I love superhero movies. I love going to the movies. I watch whatever movie you throw at me. If I can watch a trailer and it looks exciting, you bet your ass I'll be sitting there with my popcorn and my drink, and I'll probably enjoy it to a certain degree. But, man... I am. I am. Yeah, pretty yeah. I'm. I'm right there with you. And that was my, gonna be my um, a bad too. I don't have any uglies because I didn't hate the movie. Um, I have another bad for you here in a minute. But uh, let's talk about the superhero fatigue. Like, what I liked about Brightburn is the reason why I wish superhero films would take more chances. I'm still waiting for the New Mutants movie. I'm still waiting for that because it looked different from all the other superhero movies. I like when you take a genre, when you take a genre or a subgenre and you flip it on its head. That's why I love Brightburn. That's why Brightburn is one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, and it, if it wasn't for something like that, I would be totally over superhero films. But I have hope that they'll do some cool things and do some new things um, here in the future. But it is like I I started to turn, um, you know, from the superhero genre um, because I was tired of it. I was just like I look. As a you know, and you can relate. We're big. We're both film fans. We we like all genres, and some we like more than others. But like, I love seeing different kind of genres. But I just feel like superhero films kind of just I don't know. They take the, yeah, they're the fad. They're the fad. Everyone's right doing it. And, and everyone's, everyone's watching them. It. No one's really giving other films a chance and. You know, and all, obviously there's not a lot of movies that are coming out that are original. Everyone's just, it's all superhero stuff, you know? There's nothing, nothing that grabs our eye anymore. And like, you know, su- you know, and it's a business first off and they want to make their money. And that's, and it's always going to be a business first off. But like, yep. I don't know. I just, I'm tired of it too. And I'm glad there's going to be a little break here for a while. I think until next year or the year after, right? Oh, okay. So it gives us a... A full uh, year to year. wait again. Yep. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then maybe the following year. I, I may be wrong, but I think we'll get one next year. I'm sure. Yeah. They, and, they and it's the same. And I'm a huge, one. I'm one of the biggest Star Wars fans. Shout out to Nick Giacobbe. He, me and him talk about Star Wars 
all time. But like, I'm glad that we're on the last Skywalker film because I was kind of just like, I love the Last Jedi, but like, I'm just like, all right, let's breathe after this. Since they're not doing any more side stories and we're only getting the Mandalorian here, um, in the at, like at the end of the year as well, the TV series, which I'm so freaking psyched about. I'm kind of like, I need a, I need a, a filter or, or not a filter, a, uh, um, uh, a break from like Star Wars too, just so I can recharge and get excited about it again. Like, I'm really excited about the the Rise of Skywalker, but at the same time, it's just like okay, um, there's been a movie almost every year now, and this would be the first, the last year we have a movie for until the new uh, trilogies come out. So um, I'm glad that you brought up the fatigue. And the other bad for me is just it felt like a filler movie. It definitely felt it, they could have ended this. Uh, um, the phase three in a big way, and I feel like ending it with Far From Home wasn't such a good idea. I think that um, could have been a movie that we could have gotten phase four to kind of kick off phase four, but I knew they had to like bookend it with something, so they, they did Spider Man. But like Endgame was the perfect end for, for phase three, like, you didn't even have to have another movie, you know. And I wasn't really wasn't a big Endgame fan, I liked it, but it wasn't like I liked Infinity War better, um, but it was such a great end to it. And I just felt like this was just, like, I liked Mysterio, but he didn't feel big enough to me. Yeah, I mean, the the twist and everything with, with him, it felt, it didn't feel right. Like, he didn't feel like a big enough villain, but for me... Like Jake Gyllenhaal's performance gotcha. elevated it enough for me, where I just didn't care. I was I was all in on what he was doing. I was I was I didn't even care if he showed up in yeah. a pink onesie. Yeah, and I just wish there was like I don't know. I just felt like it was. I just it felt like a filler movie, but I didn't hate it, and I think that's that's a victory for itself. I mean, I would definitely watch it again. You know, and and try to enjoy it more because I, I do like Jake Gyllenhaal, and I, and I like everyone in the movie. So um, there wasn't enough to make it ugly for me. It just had a few little things that I didn't like that did make me love it. Um, so it happens. That's 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 the world we live in. You know, I hope you know everyone else enjoyed it more than I did. I don't like it when people don't like movies. You know, because it's a lot of hard work that goes into making those things, and you know, it's. No one goes into making a movie, you know, with the mindset, oh, we're going to make a shitty movie, you know? Not even Tommy Wiseau, yeah. and he yeah. went into making that movie thinking yeah. it was going to be the greatest thing ever, so. Nah. And move, going to the movies isn't cheap. Like, I mean, 20 yep. bucks a pop. If, if you get a drink yep. and a popcorn, I mean, you're spending 20 bucks. So you're, you're spending over two hours in a movie. Like, it's, that's a lot of time invested for I mean, you have to want to see it. Yeah. And for me, it, well, it lived let's up to uh, it. let's uh, do the rating. All right, I give it four stars, nomination worthy. I'm I'm becoming <laughs> predictable here with my four stars. Uh, that'll change soon, I think. But uh, Jake Gyllenhaal for me, it's easy nomination worthy. One of the one of the best performances for a villain, whether you're a fan of the villain's work or not, or how the villain's portrayed and whatnot, his performance elevates it enough to where it's nomination-worthy. It's four stars. And for me, I know you're not a big uh, original trilogy fan, but 
this movie rivals Spider-Man 2 as my personal favorite in the franchise, but it's still not my favorite. Spider-Man 2, the original. I hear you. Ooh, no, I, I do it. like... I, the, the second one is definitely the best one out of the three, for sure, the original trilogy. Um, I told you my favorite Spider-Man character play, like my favorite, like, just Spider-Man movies... And, uh, and, like, live action is definitely the amazing Spider-Man movies with uh, Andrew Garfield. But my favorite Spider-Man movie of all of like, all of them, even with the, the animated one, is Into Spider-Verse. I, I felt so emotional in that movie, and I have no idea why still. I need to watch it again. But I, after watching it, I'm like, I think this might be my favorite Marvel movie. And that's weird. <laughs> like, it's weird. But we'll get into that a different day, because I definitely want to talk about that one one day. Um, for me, I'm going to go 3.5. Um, I would definitely recommend go seeing it in the theater because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like, wait for it to stream, you know. I don't want to be that guy. Um, I'm, I'm glad I got to see it because um, I always go to see those movies in theaters. I don't Even if I feel like I'm tired of these things, I'm going to go. I like going to the theater, but uh, I'm glad I got to see it in a drive-in. It was a unique. Um, it's been a while since I've been to the drive-in, and it was cool um, in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. So uh, it was a good time. But, yeah, 3.5. I think Jake Gyllenhaal... <laughs> Just watching him being in a superhero film and, and, and playing a character as epic as uh, Mysterio is pretty sweet. I mean, I'm so glad that the fishbowl stayed on his head. I'm, I was worried that they were going to, like, change his look a little bit to make it look more modern. But he looked amazing. So, um, And shout out to Peter Billingsley coming back and playing that uh, that uh, professor character, the bald head with the, the, the mustache and glasses. That's Ralphie from yeah. The Christmas Story. So you can't hate. You yep. can't hate. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's uh, talk about promotion. What, what, what we got coming up? All right, coming up, we're going to talk new releases since this is a new release. So for the month of July, leftover, we still are going to review Midsummer. Uh, we both just been really busy. I. Uh, Look for it perhaps this weekend, first part of next week at the latest. Uh, We're actually both going to go see Crawl this weekend, so look for it. First part of next week, middle of next week, it'll be out. And then we are going to see Once Upon a oh, Time in yeah. Hollywood because it's Quentin Tarantino. I mean, that that's a 1 Opening million percent night. all in, opening night, middle of the pack seat. I'll be there. Uh but that's that's for July, and we may do a surprise uh, theater review, another one, but not sure if it'll be Stuber or Lion King or maybe neither. It just depends. We've both been so busy, I know, and we've got a ton of stuff that we plan that we're planning on doing, and we that we still need to record. So those two might get pushed to the back burner, but and yeah, there the might be a, a few sure solo happen. ones too. Um, I was thinking about. I was thinking about. I still need to do the Annabelle one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I just got super busy, but I do want to talk about that one, like for a couple minutes, and just kind of give my little quick review on it. But also, um, there's a movie called coming out called Blinded by the Light, and I really want to see it. It's 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 a really cool story, unique story, um, and it's got music by Bruce Springsteen, and that's that's my guy. That, that's that's yeah. So that's gonna be cool. You're sold. Let's, you should definitely go see it. It's it's gonna be I'm great. Sold. I think it comes out this month. Um, and also, if I can fit it in, and even if you can fit it in, Cody, like maybe we could do it together. Um, yesterday, it looks pretty cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd be in. I just need to find a theater gotcha. close okay. to me that's well, showing. We'll it. figure that's it out. But we got a lot coming for you, and we're excited. 
um, about the future of this show. Um, where can I find us on social? On social media, you can find us at Twitter, at Letterboxd, at uh, Stardust, all at RRFilmPod. Hit us up. Follow us on all platforms. Talk movies with us. I mean, one way or another, like, the notifications go to both of us, but one way or another, you're going to get one of us, and we'll talk movies with anybody. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just hit us up. We'll be there. Um, But... For me, I'm Glenn Rodriguez and Cody Repass. Thank you for listening to the R&R Pot of Film. We'll talk to you next time, and we'll see you at the movies. See you later.